Good afternoon. I was here all the while, but somehow it wouldn't connect. Okay. Hmm. Are we ready to jump in? Yes, please. Okay. So uh, we are on our second segment and we are talking about attachment and we are talking about some tips to uh, enhance attachment. But let's just take a step back and say, what is the goal for every parent? Um, so I'd like to put up three goals. If anybody has a different idea, write to us. So the first goal for any parent should be to get to know their baby. I think all parents want to do that. Second goal is uh, perhaps to make their baby feel good, do what is right. And the third goal, which most people miss, but it's really important, is to enjoy parenting. And that's the one that is being challenged the most. And so, uh, you know, uh, when we talk about, so we talk about all these different parenting styles and we talk about all these new theories and philosophies, but attachment parenting is as old as mothers and babies because the behavior is um, encoded in us. And uh, so there, there are, so this is from uh, Dr. Sears, and he says there are five tips to enhance attachment and bonding. And the first one is to connect with your baby. So I'm just going to list them out, and then over our next Talking Tuesdays, we will um, uh, talk about each one of them separately. So the first is to connect with your baby. And we all understand that to make an attachment, you need a connection. So that's not too hard. The second one is to be able to read and respond to the cues of your baby. Okay, that, that's also fairly simple, but we will talk about it in a minute. And these are the two we want to take up today. Uh, and then there is breastfeed your baby, uh, wear your baby, and share sleeping. And so if you put it to any other life or relationship you have, so the first thing for any relationship to effectively work is to connect. Number two would be to be able to understand the other person and respond appropriately. Forget baby for a moment. Talk about a good relationship. It could be a friend, with a spouse, with your own parents, with your employers. To be able to appropriately respond to those cues. Number three, a lot of bonding is about food, about nourishing. It's not just food. It's nourishment. How do you nourish the untangible? And breastfeeding is not just about the milk, but about that nourishment of the untangible human experience. Wear your baby. It's proximity. Don't we see proximity of the people we love? We want to be together. You haven't spent time enough for me. I need time off. Even companies have social retreats together to spend time together. So wearing your baby is almost like spending time together. And then, uh, of course, sharing sleep, and our most intimate and most beautiful relationships are about staying together, which includes sleeping, uh, sharing sleep, but also how many times have best friends had sleepovers? Even though all you do is chat a little late and then go to sleep, but you do have sleepovers. So uh, I could say that I'm trying try to bring similarity between other relationships that we've developed to this period. 
as well at that that we are doing somewhat similar things uh for the baby and so you know a lot of people would say yeah that's true but when we are in a relationship it's a given thing but in a parent child relationship you're the key giver or the caregiver but you're the person who's giving and i don't believe that to be true because the biology in us and this is not just for mother but also fathers the biology in, in us actually feels rewarding and you know how many times people say when i talk to the baby the baby just looks at me there is certain reward in that connection with the baby so it isn't only giving even though the physical work is the parent and that's true you know because they're so small so it it seems like a one sided flow of the parent giving to the child but they are getting back as well and that's where my third goal lies enjoying parenting the joy that arises in you the reward that your brain fires it's not it's not a it's not a concept of reward it is truly rewarding as a physical sensation in you when your child smiles back at you when the baby holds your hand you know all of these little things and this is what actually elicits a response from the parents the the response the reading of the cue and the responding the baby's behavior is designed to pull the parent in and how many of us have actually experienced that and the outside narrative is saying oh don't do this or avoid this or don't follow your intuition but truly the reward Uh, when you're a breastfeeding mother in the middle of the night you're tired you're leaning back your eyes are closing the baby just clutches onto your clothes how does that feel and so there is truly a reward so it's not like you're just giving you're giving care you're doing the hard work but it's also receiving so it is a two-sided relationship and i think that that understanding or that shift of perception meets our third goal enjoying parenting it's not going to be any quality that i have done this you will do this but it is i am giving and i am getting forget who but i am giving and i am getting and what am i giving of course i'm giving care but i'm actually giving love and what am i getting i am getting love and so in that terms it is it is indeed equal or even more than what i've given so you know that's the background with which i want to start and i'll take up first tip of attachment and that is called connection connecting with your baby and you know uh we we've talked about it extensively that is what we're saying that's what research says that you can begin to connect with your baby and and that's that one way street between the parent to the baby and i'm using the word parent very deliberately so i want fathers to feel very included because we're going to talk about that as well uh that one way uh street from the parent to the baby is called bonding so you can bond with your baby even when the baby and how can you do that you can start to think of the baby as a person you can start to uh, imagine visualize read sing dance uh, become aware of the baby's presence as a constant companion for you if you start that connection early then connecting after birth is the is a part of the same continuum you're not really making any effort you don't really have to do anything to connect by just being together you're connecting then of course we all know about that really magical hour after birth and so coming back to the mother and the, there are mechanisms of bonding or connecting right there and then of course proximity and, and so on and so forth so connecting with the baby but the key of the connection is that you are imagining you're believing that there is a person at the other end of this connection 
and that person is meaningful to you and when you acknowledge that the, the the baby feels loved and wanted everybody wants to feel loved and wanted so that's the connection you are making the first step to that connection and you say and if you start that connection early you can continue it for a lifetime now uh, in the current situation where people are giving birth in hospitals um, and there's a great uncertainty and not always uh, we are following or letting nature unfold and there are interventions or there is a need for an intervention so i'm i'm saying it very deliberately again there are interventions which are routinely done and then there are interventions that are that are truly needed but in any case the end result may be that that critical period or that sensitive period is lost we will bank upon our connection that was coming from the prenatal period to recover it again uh, a part of that you know as a parent preparing for that would also be to take a closer look at how you want to give birth where you want to give birth with whom do you give want give birth who's going to be there in your birth uh how how much investment you have done towards preparing for that birth and when i say this you know at one hand we say that parents don't have to prepare for birth because it's coded in there but as we translate that biology in the outside world we have to prepare everybody else to come in uh, on the same page as our biology so which means either you are advocating for yourself and your baby to the uh, to the doctor and in our cultural scenarios fathers play a very important role because uh, you know they can say and do things in terms of advocating for their family that mothers may feel pressure to not do it right now uh, we we talked about how our systems work differently when we push against pressure men have a different approach and women might choose at this vulnerable time to take a different approach so fathers can be that really rock that advocate for the baby uh whether there is a, a, an intervention or not uh, is it avoidable uh, choosing a care provider uh, enhancing the mother's confidence in herself letting her know that she's supported and they are there um listening to her seeing what she needs so many different ways you are being uh, the father of this baby because you're protecting the realm in which the baby is coming and i, I know that um your husband played that part really well when we when the first one was born so there are many many ways that that you can ensure that that connection is not disrupted and that uh you know what nature has given us as a gift as that sensitive period is well utilized and if it is disrupted for some reason then the mother feels supported enough to recover because a mother might have to because of what has happened might have to deal with separation might have to deal with disappointment might have to deal with physical pain uh and then add to it if we have regrets and guilt and you know fighting through a system that is pulling her down a lot of her energy is wasted there rather than offering it to the baby to renew that connection or to you know nurture the baby so that they can overcome this disruption that has happened so connecting to the baby is our first tip second tip is about uh reading the baby and uh, responding to the cues now unfortunately we are hearing there's a huge drive for whatever reasons around baby care that is not baby centered that is not approaching actually reading the baby's cues and responding but in in a sense forcing the baby to fall into a certain paradigm 
whether we call it discipline, we call it independence, we call it whatever we may call it, give it a nice label. But we are thinking that the baby will fit into it, which means if the baby cries, don't pick them enough. So there is a cue. I mean, what could be a bigger cue of the baby to read than crying? I'm, uh, I can't handle this. It's too much for me. Help me. That's, I mean, it couldn't be a louder cue than that. And are we responding to it? And then we are hearing the story. They're saying, oh, don't, don't pick up the baby when the baby's crying because you're going to spoil him. You should know that his bad behavior cannot, is not going to go unpunished. We are not going to give in to his bad behavior. The baby's not behaving badly. He's only doing the only thing he can do or she can do. That's all the baby's doing. And instead of being met, uh, the baby's being ignored. So you're giving a message, all right. But I don't think the baby's brain can understand I'm being punished for my bad behavior because <laughs> it wasn't bad behavior to begin with. It just says, oh, okay, even though I scream, nobody cares. So that's the opposite of responding to a cue. And so there are many such little cues that babies give, whether it's clutching to your finger, whether it's making eye contact. And it's interesting that most of these cues have a responder. So it's a transmitter with a responder in the parent. And again, I'm using the parent word very um, carefully because it's mother and father. So there's a transmitter in the baby saying, I need help. There's a responder in the mother and the father that they can't contain themselves. When we tell mothers to let the babies cry, it also is very stressful for them. We know that your parent is stressed by the baby's cry. So there's a risk. So, you know, when we say read and respond to cues, we're not telling you to learn something very new or, you know, be very technical, to acknowledge that there is a transmitter and a receiver and they work together. And just respond to that. Let it be. Uh, let's say, let it move you, rather you you move something. So it's not that kind of thought. And so when the baby looks at you, the baby coos back, the baby sighs, touches, so many tiny, tiny cues that the baby gives. The way they make a face, uh, you know, very soon mommies know, oh, that's the potty face. Or, you know, this baby is just, okay, is getting ready to pee. Or she's ready to be fed. How do you come to that knowledge? How, you know, how does it dawn upon you? There's no manual. There is no logic. There is no, nothing tangible. But you know, because there's a transmitter and a receiver that goes together. So when we consistently respond to cues, attachment happens. You know, if you, if you are with somebody or living with somebody who constantly pays attention does that not say enough that they love you, that they care for you? But also the quality of their, you know, if say you have somebody who says, oh, you eat at three o'clock or two o'clock and this is your lunch, this is your dinner, everything is being laid out for you, but no attention, no intent behind it. Do you feel connected the same way or loved the same way as, uh, you know, if somebody just says, okay, what will you eat? And, you know, is already thinking you like this to eat, so let me have it ready has actually organized themselves uh, because they care about you. Nothing speaks louder about love than that. And that is the fundamental of, uh, of attachment. And of course, in psychology, we say that there are different kinds of attachment, but the most uh, supportive of 
human life is seeing your attachment and it has benefits both ways. So yes, it will take a lot of your time. Yes, it's a lot of investment, but it's a lifetime of return um, from your child in terms of their health, mental health, physical health, learning, mental, cognitive, every way possible. There is a lifetime of benefit that can be there. So to, to first two tips for uh, attachment, uh, connect with your baby, and you can start that prenatally. And it is not technical at all. It is just following your heart and then read and respond to cues. You have to stop thinking that the baby is trying to be manipulative or bad baby or bad behavior or tough or, you know, difficult baby. The baby is not being difficult. I heard, uh, you know, Gautha say it once and she said, uh, they are not being difficult. They are having the difficulty. And that is the true point of the story. So it's interesting, uh, you know, uh, how we are looking at it at toddler level, but we are not looking at it at newborn level. And I wanted to take these two points together because we've talked about this in our sentient baby and we've done a whole series of ITP, you know, these talks on that, two talking Tuesdays on that. And when we talk about read and respond to cues, the pathways, the parent-infant pathways were nothing but a way for you or a manual for you or an insight for you to read your baby. So these are the two things. Great. That's wonderful. Not just from baby's point of view, it's, uh, you know, uh, reiterating for us also uh, as parents, uh, you know, for toddler, that it is so important, uh, you know, uh, to connect uh, time and again in our day to day, we just uh, forget uh, the connection part, but we're so, uh, you know, bounded by the entire routine and schedule and, and we just forget that, you know, uh, we have to connect. Uh, so yeah, it's it's that was that was a great tip for me as well. Unless unless you're a robot and are having robot babies who can be programmed, there is no schedule. Correct. Not for you. Absolutely. Not for you. Not for another. There are days. I mean, you could do really well on six hours of sleep, but there are days you need that extra fifteen minutes or twenty minutes. So yeah. we are not clockwork. In fact, uh, while you were, uh, you know, talking about sleep, and I'm sure we will uh, do one, uh, you know, around co-sleeping uh, as well, uh, probably. But uh, there was this really interesting uh, post I came across from Raised Good, uh, wherein she uh, she spoke about, um, uh, you know, uh, cry it out. And she said how, uh, you know, sleep trainers actually tell you to start vacuuming and start putting, uh, you know, cotton in your ears. And she's like, but does that mean it never happened? Are you trying to no, say but... that the babies don't remember? And but what about you? Yeah, but it's does interesting it when you're saying happened? that, you know, when you're saying that to block it out, I, I, I'm just following the Star Wars. I'm watching the whole series again. And every time, you're jamming the communications yeah. by putting the vacuum on. You're adding noise to the communication so that you won't hear it. But the transmitter is still transmitting. The receiver is being jammed. And um, it's kind of sad because uh, this also arises from this story of that we have to give to the baby and there's no yeah. return. And that's why... Uh, that's why when I put up the first three, the goals, I was very clear that I want to put out the goals. And the third one is to enjoy them. 
because when you're deliberately drowning out the cry of your baby, that's truly enjoying anything. Forget for it, guarantee. Yeah. Those moments of your life are not filled. Right. Correct. Absolutely. Awesome. So that was a great uh, topic, Divya. Uh, I think, uh, in fact, uh, you know, we have a, a, a entire, uh, you know, course on our uh, e-learning platform on prenatal bonding as well, uh, wherein Divya has put it, put put some activities uh, and some other tips uh, as well on uh, how to bond with your baby prenatally. Uh, so if uh, any one of you is interested, you can just go to our e-learning platform, uh, elearning.birthbonds.com, and uh, you can have a look uh, at it there as well. You know, and, um, there's something sorry, that I want to ahead. jump in and say. Uh, so when we had first started our coffee cons, our very first conversation with Yasmin was mothering through mothering, breastfeeding. Through breastfeeding. Yes. And see, we come back. So it, there are a few simple principles of life. You know, life is pretty much simple. Uh, we can we can approach it from different directions and see different facets of it, but it's pretty much simple. Right. So for those of you who have just joined us, um, uh, you know, this IGTV video will be up on our uh, page as well. So you can have, have a look at these. Uh, we basically spoke about uh, certain tips uh, around bonding uh, with your baby. So uh, you can have a look at our video uh, for later as well. So thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we will be bringing you another topic, another interesting topic for next week. Uh, so watch out for our, uh, you know, Instagram posts uh, and we'll let you know more about it. Thank you so much, everyone.